0: So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke, we'll be reading verses, uh, chapter 22, excuse me, we'll be reading verses 7 uh, through 13. Thank you for bringing your Bible to God's house. I love hearing pages turn, and I'm not going to drive off until you're on the bus. You got it on your smartphone, okay, I hope your battery don't die. Luke 22, 7. A lot of events had been going on. That's why the first word, then. Of all the things that had been going on, the Bible says, then came the day of unleavened bread. When the Passover must be killed. And so, Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us that we may eat. And they said unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare it? And he said unto them, Behold, when ye are entered into the city, there shall a man meet you bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he entereth in. And he shall say unto the Owner of the house, the master saith unto thee, Where is the guest chamber? Where is the guest room where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And he shall show you a large upper room furnished there, make ready. So they did as the Lord said. They went and they found as he, that is Jesus, had said unto them. And they made ready the Passover. Lord, help us today. To get a vision of you hanging on the cross for our sins. Thank you that you are alive today. Thank you for your presence already being known today in this place. Bless every home that's represented in this room today, God. And we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Passover means just exactly what it says because when the children of Israel were captive in Egypt they were under bondage they were under slavery and so God kept telling Moses what to tell Pharaoh Pharaoh ignored it over and over and over he ignored what God was speaking through uh, Moses and so finally God said okay this is it I'm going to kill every firstborn in every house that does not have the blood over the door lentil. And you imagine the funerals, the death that rang through that city that night and the next day when all the firstborn were found dead and only one spared was those that had the blood atonement over the door lentil. Today... Our sacrifice has been made on this cross. You can't get good enough to go to heaven. You can't earn your way to go to heaven. You can't do anything to go to heaven but trust the Lord Jesus as your Savior. You know where you stand today. You know where you stand with the Lord. And I read that scripture even this morning. It's amazing. No telling how many times I have performed and and did the, the Lord's Supper. But this morning, this morning, God said it's a guest room. It's a guest room. I'm asking myself, do I invite Jesus into my guest room? Where is he today in your life? Only you know. Where he stands. And when I think about this cross, I see this cross. In my everyday walk with the Lord, can, can I see the cross from where I stand? I'm not a perfect man, y'all. I see I ask God to forgive me every day of my sins, to cleanse my heart, and to hear my prayer. Because if there's one thing out of line, it will hinder my prayers to God. He's my heavenly father, but he said, I'm not gonna pay you any attention. I'm not gonna listen until you invite me into your guest room. Until you put yourself where I want you. I think about the Lord's Supper in so many ways, and so what does the Bible call it? The Bible calls it Passover, the Bible calls it the day of unleavened bread. That leavened was fermented, okay? So they didn't want any particulars. They didn't want uh, anything to ruin this. So it was unleavened bread. Not to be spoiled, but to be perfect. And today as we observe the Lord's Supper, and we partake of that cracker, that's to represent the body of Jesus Christ, which was and still is a perfect body. Now, Not only what does the Bible call it, but secondly, I want you to think about what is the Lord's Supper? Well, then it was a quiet time that Jesus said, hey, boys, I want to gather with you one more time before supper. I want us to gather in a room. So he sent Peter and John. They went, you know, they met a man with a pitcher of water. He showed them a large upper room. The Bible said it was furnished. Is your house furnished for Jesus? Is there anything that needs to be gotten out of there that doesn't represent Jesus. So they found this room. They went. They found the room. It was all furnished. So then it was a quiet time for the Lord to be with his disciples. Today. Today a simple, simple, uh, a symbol of salvation. That we're reminded, the Bible says, of his death until he comes. In fact, it says, in remembrance of me, the Lord, remembering who he is and what he's done. Now, a third thing, why do we observe the Lord's Supper? 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six 26 says, every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show forth, you are proclaiming, you are representing, you are signifying The fact that the Lord Jesus died on a cruel cross, was buried three days later, arose from the grave, gone to prepare us a place, and soon to come back and get his church. Not the building, guys. Not the building. But as every born-again child of God, is there a place in your guest chamber for Jesus well, let me give you a let me give you a fourth thing. Why why or who who should partake of the Lord's Supper? You know that's a good question. A lot of you today will rob yourself of this blessing. You won't do it. First of all, because you're not saved, so therefore you're not qualified. If you want to be qualified or worthy. If you're not saved, you shouldn't partake of the Lord's Supper. I'm sorry, the Bible's very plain, very clear. You shouldn't partake if you're lost. He said, well, I want to partake, okay? You listen carefully. I want everybody in this room to bow your head right now and close your eyes. If you're that lost person, I want you to pray this prayer silently, not out loud. Just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I come right now asking you to forgive me of my sins. To cleanse my heart. To come into my heart. And to save my soul. In Jesus name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer then you qualified. You are worthy. If you prayed that prayer in sincerity from your heart. The father says I hear the cries of my children. So that makes it okay for you to partake of the Lord's Supper. But you need to make that commitment Father. You need to make it public. You need to follow the Lord in baptism. You need to join a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-singing, church, and get in there and go to work for God. Well, you're always going to have that person say, well, I've been saved, but I hadn't lived for the Lord. I just hadn't lived for him. I will to tell you where a prayer is you can pray anytime you want to, and it's in First John 1, 9. Now, this prayer is to us who are saved, okay? This prayers to us who are saved, who've backslidden, who've gone astray, who haven't been what we ought to have been for God. First John 1 9 simply says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's to the backslidden Christian. Say, so how do you know? Because in that Bible, forgive us of our sins, S-I-N-S, okay? What sends a person to hell? Rejecting Jesus. That is the only sin that'll send anybody to hell, rejecting Jesus Christ. So it says sins. That's why I know. It's Christians, okay, because we are all sinners, all right? None of us are, if, if we say I'm not a sinner, we make God a liar and the truth that is Jesus is not within our hearts and souls. So hopefully you're all clear on who can partake of the Lord's Supper. Now why should we take part? Listen to this. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They follow me. They are at my command. You know, a sheep is completely lost and disoriented without a shepherd. They don't know where to go. But the, David, the psalmist said, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me by the still waters for refreshment. He kicks me down to the green pastures where I can fill my belly full of his luscious grass. And be all God wants me to be in this world. No one could go out of here today lost. Not one soul should go out of here without Jesus. If you do, you have obeyed the devil. Let me tell you something. If you're not on Jesus' side, you are on the devil's side. You can't split the fence, guys. You either, Jesus said, you're either for me or you're against me. I praise God for Jesus who loved us so. He said, They shall never perish. He said, Nobody, ain't nobody gonna take you out of my head. Hallelujah, when I stumble, when I fall, when I sin, He don't cast me out. I'm just like old Peter, I can walk on water, I think, and then I begin to sink. And Peter simply said, Lord, save me. <laughs> Lord, save me. That's, that's a simple prayer. What did Jesus do? You got out the boat, you defend for yourself. Uh-uh. He reached down, got him by the hand and raised him up. Put him back in the boat. You know what the rest of them probably said? You smart aleck. That's the way we do I said, Peter, man, what courage you had. Gosh, what courage you had to get out on the water. You know you couldn't walk on water, but you did. Two or three steps into this little flight, and oh my goodness, the waves begin to kick up. He look around, hey, save me, Lord. That's all it takes, guys. Save me, Lord. Well, it's amazing. It's all amazing what God does for us. And when I think about the Lord's Supper, I think about about our Lord because he knew what he was headed for. He knew he was headed for the cross. He knew he was headed for suffering. But you remember back, he said, I don't want this cup. Father, don't make me do this. But then he said with with sweat as great drops of blood, he said, Not what I want, but whatever you want. I'm gonna tell you something right now, I don't care what God wants, I don't care where he wants me to go. I'll go, I'll do, I'll say, I'll keep on to somebody knocks me down, but they better sit on me and hold me. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the lord jesus christ the bible says and when the hour was come he sat down with his 12 apostles with him and he said unto them i've had a great desire a desire do you have a desire do you have a desire to follow jesus i've had a desire to eat this passover with you before i suffer He said, for I say unto you, I'm not going to eat it anymore until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. He said, the Bible says that he,